Lord is worthy of our praises, is he not? Praise God. You know, you made this trip out tonight. Why don't you just say, is that you, Lord? Are you knocking on my door? Are you calling my name? Are you letting me know, God, that you love me? That you've already done things for me and you're going to keep on doing things in my behalf? I love that that scripture, Sister Liz quoted. The Lord will not withhold. He will not withhold any good thing from them who walk uprightly. That's one of my favorites. How many favorite scriptures do you guys have? Oh, just love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. Praise the Lord. If Pastor Ray were here, I would say I have 35 sheets uh, tonight for my sermon. But he, since he's not here, I don't want to, you know, make fun of him without him being present. Um, as was mentioned, Pastor Ray's, um, I'm going to throw these down so I don't knock them down later. Um, Pastor Ray's dad is uh, in the hospital, and that's where that's where he is. And I told him not to. He said, "I'm going to work to get back." I said, "Don't work to get back. You need to be up there with your dad." And and uh, they there's an aneurysm. I don't think it's in the uh, the arteries of the heart, but they're doing tests on him, and uh, it's somewhere I think maybe in the um, esophagus or the uh, that area, the abdomen. So please let's. Uh, Pray for him that the Lord would minister to him in a special way. Let me uh, take a minute here to, um, you've heard these requests. I, I think if we need to hold those in our thoughts and prayers all through the course of these coming days. Um, there is a, a picture here. I don't know how many of you were here for uh, Sunday night when we prayed for our communities. We had uh, seven different community communities represented with a sign and with uh, a list of uh, the leaders of that town. And, and I was so impressed with it, I took uh, uh, more than one sheet home with me, but to pray for individuals by name, by churches, uh, schools, uh, council members, and uh, uh, city council members, and just a, a, a long list of people in your city or city God might lay on your heart. And so this represents that. Uh, don't, I don't see Brother... Uh, Brother Steve here tonight, but this is uh, part of his vision, and the church has caught that vision to pray for our community. So please uh, be a part of that, and we'll appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow is uh, Top Notch at uh, Top Notch Luncheon, uh, and time of devotion, fellowship together at uh, Chop House. And if you haven't signed up, you need to see um, Sisterella here. There's still a list out there anyway. Okay, and or just talk to me personally, and we'll be able to add you to that. Uh, in just a few days, we'll have our Game Night Plus. So the Game Night Plus is plus a potluck. So this is uh, be the March the 1st, and it's our, um, let's see, the um, luck of the Irish, the potluck of the Irish, I believe is what we're calling that. And so anything Irish or anything green, that's edible. Don't get the stuff out of your refrigerator that's green and bring that. Uh, but if you uh, would, we just kind of, every three months, we're going to get together with a little extra and we'll have a little bit of, uh, uh, we have, have a, a guest humorist and, um, 
and sing a song or two and just take a few minutes more to get acquainted. And so if you could be a part of that, we'd love to have you on uh, Friday night at um, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, that might be early for you, but not if you want to eat. So just bring it and you can eat it. If you bring it, we will eat it. So that'll be, that'll be fun together. So uh, keep those things in mind. And I'm sure I've forgotten other things. So uh, uh, go read about them somewhere and be a part of it. You know, this is a, we're not going to take another offering for this. But I've been uh, amazed. There's a, a couple that um, haven't been here very long in the church. But they have been to almost everything. And I thought their story is what we need to tell. If you want to be a part of something, come. You know, be a part of it, and, and uh, if you feel like you're pushing your way in, that's a temporary feeling, and after a while, we'll just unload all the duties on you. So go ahead and, and uh, come and be a part of that. Now, I uh, several have um, uh, boasted about going to uh, Disney World, and I thought maybe I should, uh, you know, go ahead and brag about that myself, and how I spiritualized my trip. So... Be sure and take notes on this part because this will be something you'll tell your children, I'm sure. Faith is like submitting to the Disney ride. Hang on, I, I know there's just a great sense right now. Power moving here, the pews are shaking. <laughs> well, let me, let me just see if I can clear this up for you. Did you know they have a height standard? Okay, I'm, I'm going to be talking about faith here, so... If you need to get to the end of the book before I get there, that's fine. Um, and do you know you're going to wait a long time in the line, so it must be worth the wait. Now I'm, I'm beginning to feel a little something now, folks. And you know you're going to get jerked around. Uh, you're going to lose your stomach. You're going to... Uh, see, it's you're going to see the unreal, and it's going to seem like real to you. But you're going to have faith that you can still go through that ride. Now, you're going to know you're going to make it because the exit is full of survivors. Right? Praise the Lord. Now, I know you're going to, some of you texting Pastor Ray right now and said, what have you unleashed on us? Uh, tonight but you know um, I look for strange ways like that illustrate principles or things in the Bible and I challenge you if you're a, a um, carpenter or an electrician or nurse or whatever your profession or career might be to look at things in your profession that represent some Christian or spiritual principle in the Bible and then while you're working you just slip that in on somebody. You know. Oh, listen, what we're doing here reminds me so much of what I read in the Bible this morning. Of course, don't lie. Go ahead and read it that morning before you uh, start telling that. But you can prepare ministry uh, lessons out of where you are, right? God has placed you there. You're not just making money so that you can uh, have ministry at church. You are ministering right there. God's placed you on that job, and he's given you something that you can share with other people, and that's what you have to take by faith and say, okay, 
I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. So wherever you are, whatever profession you have, you're representing Christ and the principles of Christ and the character of Christ should be represented not only in your life, but in your testimony about the career or the job that you are now doing. Amen. One is all I need. One. Amen. And I'm going to the next one. Going to the next. Okay, I want to talk about uh, debate, if you would, a concept here. Um, and that is um, the earth is flat. The earth is flat. Now, can anybody here refute this? Has anybody, can anybody prove, somebody can prove that the earth is not flat? Have you traveled that far? Now, it sounds like to me you're exercising a little bit of faith by saying that. Now, if I were Armstrong, Neil Armstrong, I... I might be able to have some evidence here that I could say, hey, I've been way out there and I've seen that ball and it's not flat. The preponderance of evidence, just it keeps piling up that the earth is not flat. Uh, Christopher Columbus and other sailors sailed with the faith that the earth was not flat. Nobody had gone to see if they drop off. Can you imagine after you've been out as far as anybody has been out before, and uh, it's night, maybe you would just draw back a little bit and you say, hey, this is as far as anybody else is. I'm going to wait till daylight, you know, and then as you go a little bit further than anybody else has gone, don't you think it takes a little bit of faith to say, are we going to drop off, or is my theory correct? that the earth is not flat. I would say that there are a huge number of things in our lives that we exercise a measure of faith in dealing with them. In fact, faith is about focusing on a thing you've come to trust. We talked about sitting in a chair you've come to trust and, and a swing that I trusted that I should not, that the, the uh, chain had gotten... Uh, rottened out or rusted out because it was in the, the salt, uh, salty air. So uh, that demonstration of faith is really what you focus on, that trusted thing you focus on. And you keep coming back to it whether or not you realize the repeated behavior or the things that we continue to do, we do them because we have a theory that we believe in. So if you were a sailor... If you continued out and you had a, a theory about the earth being round or at least not flat, uh, you focus on that theory and you act based on that theory because you believe that. Now, if he hadn't been right, we would never have heard from him again. He would have dropped off the edge of the earth. Now you'd say, well, it just makes sense. It can't be flat because then all the water would run out. All the water would run off or whatever. You can make whatever kinds of um, support, um, supporting debate items you want to, but the truth is most, if not everybody here, 
has no evidence of whether the earth, personal evidence of whether the earth is round or flat. Yet we operate with that assumption. Now you say, well, I, I fly. You know, I've flown around the world. Okay, you're one of the ones that I said was the exception. Do you know that your decisions come out of your focus? Or, if you will, your faith. We make decisions based on the things which we have determined to be true. We believe them. We hold to them. And I was thinking about how most of us increase our faith by self-talk. You know, um, my, my dish is the, the best dish, uh, you know, nobody makes better peanut butter pie than I do. I heard somebody say that today, that's why it's fresh in my mind. Uh, and if you're the one that gave Pastor Ray that peanut butter pie, I just think it's a little unfair for him to be the only one who can declare that that peanut butter pie is the best. We do some self-taught, we're self-taught. Uh, I'm, excuse me, we self-talk. We tell ourselves and tell ourselves, get a hold of yourself, somebody might say. You know, you've you got to think about the right things. You've got to redirect your thinking, and all of that is, is a part of it, but it's just going into it. I want to tell you, faith is more than self-talk. It's word taught. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of the Lord ever abides. It, is, uh, it ever lives. Um, the word of God is true. Uh, and, and all of the scriptures, the supporting scriptures about the word of God, require us to focus on it, to make a decision about it, and we live our lives on it. The trick of the devil is to get us to believe some things, but not all things, about the word of God. We'll move on from that a little bit. Here's what I kind of thought, and it, it rhymes, so I'm going to share it with you. you got to go past self-taught to being word-taught and blood-bought. Woo! Can I get a witness? Amen. Now, now faith, oh, self-talk, word-taught, and blood-bought. Praise God. Amen. I, I'm feeling something already with that. Now, faith must... Um, grow and will grow when it rests in something. The confidence is there. Um, you know, of course, that faith starts, we don't generate faith, right? The Bible says that God has given to every man a measure of faith. All we do is use what he's given us. And then it says add to your faith. So there are ways we can add to it, but we don't create faith. It's not self-taught. But the word of God, our not out of self-talk. The Word of God is what teaches us, instructs us in righteousness, and then we walk according uh, to that path. But your faith must grow and will grow if it rests in something. The Bible talks about anchoring, uh, how our hope is anchored. Our hope is anchored. That's secure, steadfast. I, I, I'm working on a, a sermon. I, I don't want to talk too long about that. But the Bible says that uh, he'll give us a nail in a sure place. I'm just going to let you think about that for a minute. But if you're thinking about, um, you know, in their culture, they, they were nomads. So 
they didn't have a place to hang their robe until they had a nail in a sure place. I'm getting a little excited about what I know and what y'all don't know yet. Do you know that we've got a nail in a sure place? The Bible says that he was nailed to the cross. Praise the Lord. And he's my nail in a sure place. It's a secure place. I can depend on and trust in him for that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's trusting God. Now, he's the anchor of our faith in, in that which will endure. We're anchored in that which will endure. All else will produce fake fruit instead of real fruit. We should aim at the right things. We should lean on the ladder, or lean, excuse me, the ladder on the right wall. You remember that illustration? Uh, you know, if the problem some people have is that they're climbing the ladder that's leaning on the wrong wall. They're climbing the ladder of success, but they got it leaning against the wrong wall. God looks on the heart, and faith without works is dead, the Bible says. So the strength of our faith is directly related to the trustworthiness of the object of our faith. If the object of our faith is worthless, then our life is built on the wrong foundation. And it's worthless. So what is the object of your faith? For example, do you put your faith in stuff? Are you more secure because of the greater number of things you have or do you put your faith in the polls the more people who agree with what you uh, believe is that where your confidence is I just want to insert here I don't trust any of the polls I used to never get called for polls and then when I got called for surveys you know the polls that they're taking when I got a call I could tell by the way they were asking the questions what the results of that poll is going to be Come on, folks. So don't trust the polls. And it seems like I heard a guy say not too long ago, question everything. Oh, yeah, I said that too. I must have been quoting somebody either smart or something. So what about people? Some people trust people. Some people trust systems. Um, they found out how to manipulate people and manipulate systems to get them to work in their favor and so that's what they put their confidence in my ability to manipulate my circumstance to get what I want um, maybe you see children doing that and maybe you see adults too anybody ever see things like that that make you laugh you see that and you say oh I can see right through that until this happening to you we don't see uh, the devil doing that to us, but we see that in other people. I can tell I'm doing a lot of good right now. I just, I can just tell you guys are soaking this in. So God's highest ratings, his perfect character, makes him truly trustworthy. Uh, the character of God is worth following. And at the end of all of our doing, uh, you will find people who are faithing it or faking it. Now, if you're, if you're uh, resting on the wrong foundation, leaning your ladder against the wrong wall, if you're doing the self-talk and not going any further, you're going to find yourself faking it in the time of need to look like to everybody else everything's okay. Um, 
Now, I probably shouldn't tell you um, where I heard this song or even that I was listening to it, but um, there was a, a, uh, a singer this morning that sang this song, We Are Good at Looking Good. At least it's not talking about drinking or, you know, kicking your dog or, you know, leaving your wife or, or sleeping with somebody else's wife. So I thought that's a pretty good message. We are pretty good. We're looking good at looking good. You know, we want everybody to think everything's okay when it's not. You know, we we put, uh, you know, our selfies on uh, Facebook and, and then we use the filter. Hey, I'm thin, too, if you believe, uh, you know. Hey, uh, I'm just trying to let you know I read and like those things you put out there. Life presents many opportunities to either work yourself into frustration or trust yourself into the rest God has planned for his people. There'll be plenty of opportunities in life to make that choice. Work yourself into frustration or trust yourself into the rest that God has provided for us. The Bible says there remaineth the rest. For whom? The people of God. Praise the Lord. You've read this before, haven't you? You've read the Bible, haven't you? There remains a rest for the people of God. Now, I think rest is where I'm going tonight. This faith is just preparation for that. And I've already mentioned that faith undergirds a lot of these um, of the cluster of the fruit of the spirit but if faith is there rest will be there and if rest is there peace is there did you know peace is one of the in the cluster of fruit peace so absent from many of our day-to-day -day, uh, activities now you've read the scripture before having done all to stand I want to just chop this off at having done all. Okay? Having done all. You see that as our way of life? As uh, Christians or as human beings, we are works-oriented. We, we have to do something about our situation. You know, we've got to move mountains. In fact, that's what some people like about what the Bible says. If, you know, you pray, you know, with faith, you can say to that mountain, you know, be gone. Mortgage payment, be gone. Oh, forgot about my responsibilities. You know, but we, we like that part of the Bible, don't we, in which it puts us in charge. Now stay with me here, if you would. We love the parts of the Bible that put us over God. That's idolatry. Be careful that you don't take on an attitude that makes God work for you instead of you working for God. If you're doing his purpose, if you're doing his plan, if you're about the Father's business, if faith is in your heart that God's going to accomplish it regardless of how it might look right now, then you're on the right track. You just continue in faith as you walk along that way. But having done all, when we come to the end of our doing, then we need to recognize that God wants us to stand. Having done all to stand, stand 
and would go through the whole thing in the scripture about uh, the armor of God. Well, I'd like to maybe add a little bit to that, not that I'm adding to the scripture, but why don't we stand and plant his flag? Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. I'm saved, and I know that I am. Do you hear that? I'm planting the, the, the standard right here, the, the flag of God's possession of me and of the things he's given so that we take responsibility and put it where it belongs. We take responsibility for the things that are ours and we give responsibility to the things that are God's. The things beyond myself I leave to God. So standing means obeying, actually appropriating, if you will, in the presence of God the things that he's promised. Put yourself in receivership of the promise of God and in his presence by obedience. The Bible says where two or three agree as touching one thing, it'll be done. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of it, of them. And so when you're assured of the, the presence of God and you're assured that of the fulfillment of the promise of God because the things he wants to do in you, he will do through you if he has the opportunity to do that. Faith makes us vulnerable. Faith makes us unguarded. You can't trust without some vulnerability. If you love someone and trust them, you're in marriage we understand that. You make yourself vulnerable because they're going to know everything about you or they're still going to love you. I want to tell you now, God knows everything about you already and he loves you more I don't know if you can imagine this or not he loves you more than you even love yourself <laughs> that probably doesn't sound very nice does it because uh, you know I'm trying to say that we're caught up in our ego but we are our, our first person singular is there for a reason we're taking care of number one but really, the Bible says that we ought to think more highly of someone else than ourselves. That puts, in a, puts us in a better um, place of receivership of the blessings of God. So, it's, it's that uh, vulnerability, that confidence, that, that trust that is being called for that we have to demonstrate, and it's what Paul demonstrated in 2 Timothy 1.12. I know in whom I have believed. Okay, now listen to this part. I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him until that day. Do you see the faith in that commitment? You commit it to them. You trust him with it. You turn it over to him. Or do we? We give it to him, and then we take it back. Maybe sometimes we don't even give it to him. We just say, you know, um, um, I need a ride, and I'm carrying these burdens with me. You want to you wanna take me or not? Well, why don't you just give that to him, the burdens to him, and let him take care of it. Paul said, I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I commit to him against that day. So peace is a sense of... Um, contentment and confidence and rest 
So being at rest uh, and not under stress uh, regarding the outcome of your life is, is really what faith is all about. I only have 30 more pages. Philippians 1 and 6 says, uh, I'm confident of this one thing, that he hath begun a good work. He who hath begun a good work in me will complete it, perform it, do it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Now think about this because these are verses out of which peace comes. These are the faith statements of the scripture that bring peace to us. Think about it. He says, I have the confidence that what God has started, he will finish. <laughs> Praise God. I just, does anybody else like this? I, just, I, mean, I didn't write it. I'm just quoting it. It came from Paul. But he says he's going to complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. So do we, do we have a confidence that God has started this out and he's not going to leave us alone? That our times are in his hands? That there's no greater thing you can do but to trust and to pray and to obey. And then Isaiah 26.3, one of my wife's favorite verses. And uh, one of the things we agree on. I slipped that in without commentary. Isaiah 26.3, thou wilt keep us in perfect peace whose mind Because he trusted in him. Praise God. Could we do some team teaching? I love teaching with you. you. That's amazing. Yes. Because he trusts in him. You see the, the correlation, the connection with that? Faith. It's out of faith that our peace comes. If you're lacking peace, if you're lacking rest, it's because your faith has a problem. The hair of my flesh is standing up, guys. We try to deal with the... The absence of peace from the outside, that's not the problem. The problem is on the inside. It's the faith we commit to him. It's that we, when we believe in him, we leave it in his hands. Praise God. So that's what God wants us to do, is to commit those things into his hand and have confidence. Uh, in him to take care of it. He will keep us in perfect peace because our minds are stayed on him and because we trust in him. Romans 5 and 1 says that we're justified by faith. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Billy Graham said peace with God precedes the peace of God. Have to make peace with God before you have the peace of God that passes the understanding of man. Praise the Lord. Then Romans 16 and 20 says, The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. How many of you know that you can't beat up the devil by yourself? It's not that we are anything. I mean, I love for people to brag on themselves, but if it's not tied to Jesus, all you're doing is taking an ego trip. You can say all day, I am somebody. I've heard the chant before, I am somebody. Well, you or anyone else, nor anyone else, is anybody without Christ. It is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. Praise the Lord, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thanks be unto God who 
always causes us to triumph through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, speaks of the unity of faith um, that has peace as a byproduct. If we have the united faith, the peace of God will flow out of that. Peace of God as a byproduct. Um, Then Ephesians 4, 3 and 4 talks about the bond of peace, peace with unity within. And 1 Corinthians 5, 12, be at peace among yourselves. And 2 Corinthians 13 and 11 says, live in peace and the God of love and peace shall be with you. So there's something about this correlation of of faith and love and peace that we should be developing and that we should realize it's natural for us as Christians. It's not unnatural. It's what Christians do. It's in our DNA. If you are newborn, you accepted Christ as your Savior, claimed Him and His authority in your life, then then that relationship should... um, should bring you into a place of receivership of the DNA that produces fruit. You know, everybody, we've talked about this, everybody's producing fruit right now. And your kids are seeing your fruit. Your grandkids are seeing your fruit. Your neighbors are seeing your fruit. And that's why some of us are called fruity. Peculiar. Odd. Well, the Bible calls us peculiar too, but that doesn't mean peculiar, weird. It said that we are a peculiar people. That means particularly his, belonging specifically to one and not to many. So 1 Timothy 6 and 6 says, but godliness with contentment is great See, this would work. Grab a microphone and I'll start the verse and you finish it. Praise the Lord. I love this. Psalm 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. You are okay in the Father's hand. Um, There's a song that says, what a peace we often forfeit. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I'd like to say we planned this song about peace tonight, but I was really kind of excited when I went to the 11 o'clock practice and saw what we were singing. I wanted so much to say, yeah, we're talking about peace. We're singing about peace. Joel 2.25 said, the Lord said, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten up. What if, what if you uh, have suffered loss in your life and you recognize that Satan has come to rob, kill, and to destroy? Evil comes from the evil one, right? The difficulties, adversities, and so on that come in this world, they don't come from God. But I tell you how much God loves you and me Whatever difficulty comes, he says, okay, I see it. 
I see it coming down the road, and I'm going to prepare you for it for one thing. And Romans 8, 28 says, For we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose. And then Habakkuk 3, uh, 17 through 19. I really didn't have 30 sheets. Y'all knew that, didn't you? Well, the rest of them are blank. I've teased Brother uh, Pastor about, uh, you know, that's, he doesn't, we never see those other sheets he doesn't get to. They might be blank too. Um, I should quit this and get my code in here. 5252, I believe it is. Here we are in the scriptures. Here we are. Habakkuk 3.17. And I know we're really close. But this is a, a noteworthy um, verse with regard to our faith, which establishes us in peace. Although the fig tree shall not blossom. And this is not the first time this verse has been read in this sanctuary. I'm not, I'm not sure if Pastor... Richard has read it, but somebody, this verse has been read before, so maybe God's trying to get this message across to somebody here tonight. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. Um, the fields shall yield no meat. So you could repeat this every time. Even though. Even though, even though, even though the field shall not yield any meat or product from it. Even though the flock shall be cut off from the fold. Even though there shall be no herd in the stalls. I probably shouldn't stop here and say, if you don't have any herd in the stalls, you don't have any work in there either. You don't have to worry about cleaning it up. I believe I'd rather have ox in the stall. I, I think we ought not worry so much about the cleanup. I thought that was kind of a good little illustration. Well, anyway. Now, even though these things be evident in our lives, he says, yet I will rejoice. I, I'm not just going to accept it. I'm not just going to be at peace with it. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. Praise the Lord to the chief singer on my stringed instrument. You know, I, I pass that along a lot of times, but. I think maybe we ought to give ourselves the assignment of uh, being a singer with a stringed instrument. Ever tried that before? Just go write a song. I, I have written so many songs. Can't remember them. Some songs aren't to be remembered. I guess you could say some songs are meant to be forgotten. But I've written some songs that wrote the testimony of my heart that wrote the joy of that moment, that wrote the faith, the abiding, the abiding grace that I found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know, if you're at peace, 
Doesn't the Lord give you a song? If you're at peace, doesn't the song come? I just want to emphasize today that peace is a a part of the fruit that the Spirit manifests in our lives. And I don't know of anything that is more rewarding for a person than to just naturally grow out of faith that sense of confidence that just calms down. It just calms us down and it calms others around us. It's the peace of God that passes the understanding of men. Great is our God. He is the giver of it. And yet we struggle for it and struggle without it. If we don't have his peace, we don't have his rest. If we don't have his rest, we're not resting in the right things. Refocus your faith. Find the peace of God that passes understanding in life. Can we stand together, please? Holy God, we thank you for the power of your presence tonight. We would never want to take credit for anything that is good. Any truth is a revelation. And Lord, I just ask of you today that you would distribute to those who need the various parts of your word tonight, to each individual as they need, their need is. And Lord, establish in our hearts just a sense of confidence that we can use the legs you've put under us, that our healing is complete, and that you're working in us to do a favorable thing, a good thing, and that what's happening around us We've been placed right there, those things that are happening around us so that we can affect the outcome, the faith we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask that you would walk with us as we leave this place, not from your presence, give us protection and guidance as we travel. We'll be careful to thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen, amen. God bless you.